0: Frank Corrado, former Leafs defenseman and uh, TSN hockey analyst. Frankie, what's going on, pal?
1: Not much. I'm just having a nice, peaceful afternoon here on the couch with my dog and um, getting Lola. phone calls that, uh, you know, stuff is happening in Leafsland. Very exciting.
0: Yes, well, Jake McCabe is now a Toronto Maple Leaf along with Sam Lafferty. They've given up a future first round pick. Your thoughts?
1: I like it. I like the trade. Let's start on the back end, since I was a defenseman when I played. Sometimes, Um, Jake McCabe is so he's my age. I played against him a lot. I played against him in the minors. Played against him in the NHL. He has always played on a bad team, and he's always looked good on bad teams, which is which is interesting, right? Like you know, you, you can get carried away with some of the numbers. Maybe like if you don't think there's that much production offensively, or you maybe you think the plus minus those those shouldn't matter at all to the game Jake McCabe plays. He's had a lot of bad circumstances, and he's always looked good. And even kind of watching him across the ice every once in a while, you see him kind of problem-solve his way out of a lot of things. He plays with a little bit of a physical edge, and it kind of fits um the roles and identities for this Leafs team. What I mean by that is, like, last year they brought in Labushkin, right? And it was maybe the best move you could have thought of at the time but he didn't necessarily have the puck-moving capabilities that you would have liked. But, you know, he, he was physical and he did his thing. Like, Jake McCabe will provide that, but he can actually move the puck still. And so it won't look like he's that much more out of place. So I, I do like it from that point of view. And Sam Lafferty, funny enough, when I was playing in Wilkes-Barre in the, yeah. in the American Hockey League, he finished his college career. So he came and joined our team. And we were calling him Lafferty Daniel, like the Happy Gilmore reference reference a lot. Um, So I'm sure he appreciated that. Um, But he's turned himself into like a serviceable NHL player. Um, He's found a little bit of a scoring touch this year, which is nice. And his shooting percentage is up. But like that's a that's a good depth piece lower in the lineup now that you can get a little production out of. And it seems like he's got some pretty good wheels. He plays with some energy, so he's going to fit in that um, you know, that kind of category of players in your bottom six. I like, listen, you talk about all the Eastern conference teams that are kind of loading up here now and Toronto made their big move. This is another big move for this team. And it's two pieces that are going to help.
2: Yeah. Okay. So Frankie, let's build a lineup card together, buddy. How does this blue line shake out with the addition of, of Jake McCabe? Who's his ideal partner? Yeah. Do you think?
1: I've actually, I've actually been uh, somewhat tasked with that for our, uh, overdrive today, Um, a couple different scenarios that I could see. And I'm, I'm going to send some, um, you know, send some different scenarios over to our pal from the bridge here momentarily. Uh, But Jake McCabe plays in your top four. There's no other way around it. He has to play in your top four. He can also play the right side. So he's versatile. And I think that's something that they would like about him. Um, You know, the fact that he can play both sides and we know TJ Brody can play both sides. Um, as far as ideal partner, this is probably going to be a little bit of a work in progress, like we're seeing with Ryan O'Reilly, where, you know, he played with Marner, he's going to play with Nylander. Um, we're going to see Jake McCabe play with a number of different players. But what I will say is, if you think you can get the most out of Justin Hall playing with TJ Brody, then maybe Jake McCabe goes up and plays with Morgan Riley on your top pair, like and plays the right side. Like it, it really depends now. Like you can slot everyone a little nicer. Um, and in all honesty, I thought Rasmus Sandin has played really well last night, coming off the injury. Um, I thought he held his own and then some. So it'll be interesting to see who's the the odd man out. But um Jake McCabe, he's going to be in the top four. He's going to play a big role. He's a versatile player. He can play the right and the left, and he can play all situations and you know for a guy who hasn't had the best circumstances around him throughout his whole career he looked really good for a long time
0: yeah that was going to be my next question to you Frankie obviously they bring in a guy like Jake McCabe and nobody off their uh, their main roster goes the other way especially no one on the blue line so somebody is left uh, on the outside looking in you think Rasmus Sandin is that player how do you think he's going to react to that
1: uh, yeah like and that's the thing like it's a good problem to have because you know, Rasmus Sandin, if you go by merit, he probably deserves to be in the lineup, right? Timothy Lilligran has, has played excellent. And um so the, the question becomes, who is the odd man out? If, and then Justin Hall, like when, when Justin Hall, I know he takes a lot of flack in this market, but when he's playing at his best, he really is an effective player, especially on the penalty kills. And so it'll be tough decisions. I just know... And, and we can't just say it's going to be Rasmus Sandin out of the lineup just because he's the youngest guy or maybe he's a smaller guy. Like that's not fair to the player. It's also not fair to the situation. Um, it, it's going to be probably a situation where it's fluid and similar to up front where, you know, you're thinking, is O'Reilly going to play on the second line? Is he going to play third line center? A lot of it's going to be based on circumstances, right? You just have more tools at your disposal. Uh, one thing's for certain. Riley, Brody, Giordano, um, and McCabe. Like, those guys are going to be playing big, big minutes. And then, you know, as far as Hall, Lilligren, and Sandine, like, that's going to be a lot of, you know, merit-based kind of stuff. I just, I I like the decor because there's a lot of depth and there's a lot of ability now.
2: So when you compare, we had Mark Masters on on Friday, and and on Friday he said, I think that the Leafs' blue line last year when they played against Tampa is, or I guess was now that it's different, uh, stronger than it was... Or is weaker rather than it was last year? Do you think that now that they've made this move, that's that's still the case? Like, what blue line did you like better after the trade deadline this year? Assuming that that the Leafs are done.
1: Well, I think a lot of it has to do with Jake Muzzin last year, and you know when you look at it on paper, having Jake Muzzin was was huge, right? But he was hurt and he wasn't playing to his capability. Give him a lot of credit; he was able to play well in the first round of the playoffs, and it was very noticeable. Um but you kind of went under the assumption here as the season went on that Jake Muzzin was not going to be, be available. So you take that out of the equation. Um, Jake McCabe is a much better pickup than Ilya Labushkin was. I think Ilya Labushkin last year was playing too high in the lineup, and that was more out of necessity, whereas a guy like Jake McCabe coming in this year, like that's, that's properly slotted where he's going to be playing, and it's going to slot players a lot better. So from that point of view, I like it better there's way more depth now too. Like last year you were having to rely on a Carl Dahlstrom if, 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 you know, things got a little squirrely and now it's like, okay, you're at the point where one of spending Lilligrant Hall are going to be out of the lineup. Then after that, it's like Connor Timmons, it's Jordy Ben. So you start getting into situations where, you know, you're seven, eight, nine deep. You can feel a little more comfortable with who you have. Um So I, I, I would tend to say like the, the Jake Muzzin loss, like healthy Jake Muzzin loss sucks, and I you know I, I miss that kind of player for the Leafs. But given the circumstances and what's transpired, I like this blue line and the the makeup of of it much better.
0: Frankie, how long would you say it takes for a defenseman to kind of get comfortable playing with one another? Like you mentioned that we'll probably see Sheldon Keefe tinker a little bit to see what exactly fits and works. How many games do you say it typically took for you and a defensive partner to kind of understand each other?
1: Yeah, I mean, it really depends on kind of like your, your DNA, who you are, how you communicate. Like um, I can tell you from my experience playing with the Leafs, um, my first games ever were with Roman Polak, and that was super easy, right? It was we kind of just had a mutual understanding how things go, how things work, and um, after that, I got to play some games with Dion Phaneuf, and that was awesome as well because it was simple, it was predictable. I kind of knew I could play with a little more of a chip on my shoulder as well, which I really liked. Um, but when when things got a little unpredictable for me was when I played with the guy, like I played with Morgan Riley, I played with Jake Gardner. And those were the ones that were, there was a little more nuance to it. Those guys really wanted to assert themselves with the puck, be up in the play. And um, it went from being more of a simple game with the other guys to, okay, I got to be a little more alert, a little more attentive here. All of a sudden now my reads with and without the puck um, have to be a little more crisp. So um, there's a little bit of give and take there. So for a guy like Jake McCabe, going to come in and play with Giordano. It's going to be pretty seamless he's going to look really good right away he's going to play with Brody a lot of the same like Brody's a good facilitator for his partners he's going to come in and play with Morgan Riley that's going to take some runway because you see the way Riley plays he's always the fourth man in the rush he likes to get involved offensively um, you know he likes to use the middle of the ice even at times when maybe you think okay that's that's a situation where you live to fight another day and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that that's his game but those are the things that are going to take a little getting used to. And even just, you know, understanding, you know, when you're going to be aggressive up ice, what's your cue or your trigger in the defensive zone to kind of flex out and go to a corner or, you know, where are you taking your boxed out player? Like there's there's a lot of nuances and, and differences from team to team, system to system. Um, it'll take a little bit of runway, but for a guy like McCabe, I kind of come back to the fact that this guy – played on Buffalo teams that were really bad for a long time. He played on a Chicago team that was also really bad. And if you kind of just watch him play, um, it never really seemed like he was too out of sorts, and it seemed like he could really negotiate things quite well on the ice um, considering what was going on around him.
2: Yeah. Okay, last one for you, Frankie. Kind of in the same vein. I'm scrolling through his elite prospects right now as we do on days like this he has not a single postseason game recorded on his entirely prospect like i'm back in college right now man does that scare you a little
1: <laughs> no it doesn't it, it honestly okay. doesn't because that's kind of like you win and lose as a team you know those are the situations you you were placed in like when when did jay Bomeister finally play a playoff game was it 10 years into his career something like i i can't yeah, remember but a I remember that was like the longest thing going, and Jay Bomeister was always a shoe in at Hockey Canada events, Olympics, uh, all those kinds of things. So that's more of a byproduct of the teams he was on rather than him. I'll tell you what, though, like if that worries you, maybe you can kind of flip it the other way and think like, how hungry is this guy to actually play some NHL playoff games? You think about every single year, you go to training camp, you do all the ridiculous fitness testing, you do every workout, you do all the bag skates, you're, you know, you're so committed to, to being a good player and, and building your craft. And at the end of the year, you're done in April. Um, you know, like that would be such a breath of fresh air for a player to finally get an opportunity to play in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, and you know, every year the playoffs come around and, You can bet there's one player in the room who's been around the block a little bit who's going to come up with the speech. Boys, you never know when you're going to be back here. So let's try and make the most of it. And for a guy like Jake McCabe, he could really speak to that, the fact that he's actually never even been there, and he's been in the league as long as he is, and he's 29 years old. So um, I think it's a pretty exciting moment for him, and I would imagine he's ready to hop into a playoff series.
0: Okay, really quickly before we let you go, you poked fun at yourself over the weekend saying that Lena Solmark is two goals shy from tying <laughs> your career uh, totals in goal to I do want to let you know that there is a Hockey Hall of Famer out there that does have three career goals, Frankie, if that makes it feel any better.
1: Yeah, that's uh, who is it, Al's brother? Is it a goaltender?
0: It's it's Martin Broder, yeah.
2: Real cheeky, Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you. I'll remember that, Al's brother. Uh, I'll remember that, buddy. I love you, buddy. I love you, buddy. Appreciate <laughs> you brother, taking the time. Yeah,
1: Julia, love you guys. Al's brother, great job on the dance floor Friday night. Julie and I <laughs> had serious FOMO throughout the course of that night.